want to improve your English listening skills with weekly interesting conversations, well, welcome to the Teachify English podcast from Sevilla to the world. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Teachify English podcast. I'm Lewis, and I'm here on my own this time to speak to you about two of our companies, which, in fact, belong to the same company. Because this week, our two business case studies are related to Google, of course, one of the biggest companies in the world, and the other one is YouTube, which of course belongs to Google, or better said, belongs to Alphabet, which is the big holding company which owns Google, YouTube, Gmail, G Suite, and all of these things. And when I mention Google, what do you think of? Huh? I imagine that you think of work and your normal life and what you're doing and the emails that you get, or perhaps you think of Google Calendar and how you organize your schedule and your timetable, or maybe you think about what Google used to be like, and. You just think about searching for things on Google because, let's face it, there's an art when it comes to googling. Yes, I said it, googling, because the verb to Google exists and was entered in the dictionary 15 years ago now, back in 2006. So it's really, really common to hear people saying, "Yeah, I'm just going to Google that." I'm gonna check it out on Google. Anyway, that's a little bit of an introduction to what we're going to be speaking about today. And at the same time, I want you to have a think about it and think about your relationship with Google. What do you do? How often do you use it? And could you live without Google? That's a big question because. I honestly don't think I could live without Google, or at least without a similar website or a similar platform. So here at Teachify, the way we organize everything that we do is through Google Workspaces, and Google Workspaces includes so many different applications. The ones that we use most of all have to be the Google Drive. Because all of our content is、uh, saved on Google Drive. When we have group classes, we write down the attendance of students who have come to class and who haven't come to class. Also, on Google Drive, which is on a Google Sheet, and、um, when we have bookings for private students. We then set up the the invitation, whether it's on Zoom or. Google Meet, yes, of course, and we do all of that on Google Calendar. So, literally, our lives are completely dominated and organized and helped, to be honest, by Google. And I don't like the fact that we depend on it so much. I don't know if it's the same for you guys. Do you depend on Google for absolutely everything you do? And do you depend on it for work? In fact, I remember speaking to one of our clients, and 
it was last year, maybe back in October or November, and for some strange reason, the um, Google Workspaces it it stopped working. It went down, and we were all panicking and we were thinking, "Oh my God, what's happened? How are we going to fix it? How are we going to work? If Google's not working, we can't work." So. That is to show you the extent of how much we rely on Google, because let's face it, it's a very, very, very powerful platform and company. Up there with Facebook and Microsoft and Apple, they are the big kind of controllers of what we do and everything that happens in the world from Silicon Valley. Now. What do you know about the origins of Google? Do you know who founded the company? Well, don't worry. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to give you a little bit of information about it, and I'm sure these names will ring a bell. They will sound familiar. So it was.、Um, there were two students who were studying at Stanford University. Um, their names were Larry Page and Sergey Brin. I may be mispronouncing them, but hey, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. They met at Stanford, and this was when Brin was asked to show Page, who was a new student around the school. So they met by chance, and obviously, imagine if they had never met. Maybe. We would never have seen Google, and it would never have existed. But this is a tricky one. Do you know the original idea for the name of Google? The original idea was back rub. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Back rub. So you can rub is like to massage almost, like frotar. Back rub. And this was based on the system of finding and ranking pages based on backlinks. So I guess there's some kind of relation there. And anyway, in the early versions of Google, it could process thirty to fifty pages per second. Now, as you know, Google can process millions of pages per second, and it has a huge percentage of. Uh, the market share. I think if we consider worldwide, all of these searches and browses—they're almost all done on Google. Yes, there are some competitors, but Google is by far the most popular and the most successful. In my case, at least on my phone, I use、um, a browser which is called. Um, it's called Ecosia, because apparently every time you search for something, it tells you that it plants trees in areas of the world where there there is a big problem with deforestation. So whether it's true, I'm not sure, but it makes me feel like I'm contributing or I'm doing something good. But. When I'm on my laptop, I always use Google because it's more effective, it's easier, and if you have experience in SEO and 
search engine kind of tools, then depending on what you search, you could get really, really accurate results or maybe not what you're looking for. So this goes to show the extent to which Google affects what we do and has revolutionized the world because now there are masterclasses and workshops which talk about how you can change how popular your company and all of this is the SEO, the search engine optimization. So if you manage to optimize your search engine results, then your company will be more visible to many, many people. So again, another way in which Google has changed the world. And um, you might think that Google is a little bit evil because it takes over so many different companies all the time. But having a look on Google, the company's unofficial motto, its slogan is, don't be evil. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see how evil they are and not. And I mentioned some of the competitors of Google that one of them back in the day, a long time ago, was Yahoo. And did you know that Yahoo tried to buy Google and then they said no? And then Google actually offered to sell all of its business to Yahoo for, I don't know, two million or something like that. Please have a look at the, the official numbers, but it was a relatively small amount of money. And at that time, back in, I don't know, 2002 or something like that, Yahoo said no. And they didn't want to invest in Google and take over the company. Obviously, since then, Google has grown so much and has started to make so much more money. So you can imagine just how much they regret that decision. They must be thinking to themselves, oh, this is terrible. Why did we do that? What have we done? So talking about taking over companies, you will know that Google owns YouTube and YouTube was bought by Google back in the year 2006 when YouTube was just gaining some popularity and people were having a look at YouTube for different videos and there was a real community feel. It felt like there was a big community which was really engaged and they commented a lot on the videos and you felt like you belonged to something bigger. Now, when Google bought YouTube, a lot of the users thought, ah, oh, we're selling our soul. We're selling our soul to the bigger company, which is kind of how some other people feel when, for example, Facebook buys loads of companies. One example would be WhatsApp. Another example would be Instagram that they feel like it's going to lose its kind of appeal and people are going to stop using it. But we know that at the end of the day, that doesn't happen. And people very, very quickly move on and get used to the fact that you're using an application or a service or a technology which belongs to 
a huge company like Facebook, or in this case, like Alphabet and Google. And YouTube, um, I watch YouTube quite a lot, uh, different channels, uh, mainly for some travel-related videos, but also for some educational-related videos and TED Talks and stuff like that. But the first video to ever be uploaded to YouTube isn't a classic by any means. And it was shot at San Diego Zoo, and it shows um, the co-founder of YouTube in front of an elephant enclosure. And he's, he just says like, hello, I'm at a zoo. So if you haven't checked it out, I'm sure you can Google the first YouTube video. And it's not very interesting at all, but I guess it has that historic element to it that you think, wow, that was the start of something new. And this was uploaded on the 23rd of April, 2005. So it's been, it's been a long time since then. And since then, the whole job of being a YouTuber has become quite popular. So now people can get rich and famous because of YouTube. You might ask some kids nowadays, what do you want to do when you're older? What do you want to become? And I'm sure if you ask a whole classroom of students, let's say there are 30 of them, I guarantee that at least one of them, if not 10 of them, will say that they want to be a YouTuber when they're older. And how about you? Would you want to be a YouTuber? It doesn't sound bad, and it can be very, very, very profitable. So on that note, I'll leave it there. I've been speaking about Google, YouTube, and all about the world domination that they have. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I hope you've learned something and keep teachifying your life. Yeah, yeah. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a review. Follow us on social media and most importantly, teachify your life.